This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. And I'm Mina, and we're from Tangata Tumoto Trust. And you're listening to Pollyhood! <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, my friend? Good, excited. I'm glad it's the weekend. We've been having some really nice weather lately. Um, yeah, you'd agree, right? Yes, very nice weather uh, that I've uh, enjoyed uh, taking walks through Hagley Park. Yeah, I had dinner at the beach the other night. We had a picnic. Just, oh, really? It stayed, it stayed warm the whole the whole time. Fancy. And yeah, it was nice. Yeah. You know what hasn't been nice though? What? Is that lingering smell? <laughs> that stinking Christchurch. As we're talking about it, like I'm smelling it right now. Yeah, it's unlucky for you because you're in you're in town, mm. so I think you're closer to the east side. Where uh, if um, if you're in Christchurch, you would have known about that explosion over uh, at the what was the plant? What's that plant, Joe? You yeah, just the waste. Uh, yeah, the wastewater plant or whatever it is where all the wastewater the goes to. Yeah, so uh, if you're not from Christchurch, uh, on the east side of town is. Um, where all the wastewater treatments is. And there was an explosion a couple of weeks back. And uh, yeah, that's, they're waiting for everything to cool down before they can assess the damages. And that is the reason. There's there's like some leak or something. So uh, that's what the smell will be if uh, if you're in Christchurch and you're wondering why it smells uh, near the rivers. Because that, that's when I noticed the smells the strongest is... Uh, when I go uh, near the rivers or when I drove past the river that goes through Hagley Park, that's when I smelt it the other day. So, yeah, that is the reason why it smells. Yeah, it smells like sewage uh, in my house like because we've got the windows open. and need to close them. Um, mm. It smells like, you know, after you blow out a candle and just that lingering smell. But it's a lingering smell that isn't nice. Another news. World Rugby, and we, we have talked about this quite a lot on the show, and uh, World Rugby has relaxed its eligibility laws, mm. allowing for players to switch countries if they've been stood down from international team of origin for three years, and they can switch over. How do you feel about that, Sam? Uh, I feel it's it's been a long time coming. Uh, if you take your mind back to i think it was 1991 where they introduced these rules uh if you remember a long time ago you had people like uh frank bunce and that they played for samoa and the Iceman, you know the original Iceman, uh he played for samoa too and then uh they decided to 
because then you could freely switch, right? Yeah. And then they wouldn't play for All Blacks, and then they introduced the rule. So after they, it felt like after they had picked uh, their players from the Manusamo squad that uh, played in, uh, I think, the 91 World Cup or the next one, uh, they changed the rule to benefit themselves. But it has been a long time coming. And I think the main points uh, that needs to be uh, talked about is that there needs to be a three-year stand down. So that in itself is quite long, especially if you're someone that uh, has only played a handful of games. Uh, there's um, some players that only played one game mm. that uh, never got picked again. Uh, do you know any of their names, Joe, off the top of your head? Yeah, I believe one of them would be um, Lilia Masanga, who was a prominent winger for the Chiefs. He, yeah, his international career was really quite short. Uh, he did play under 21s for New Zealand, but for the All Blacks, he played one cap in 2009. And I believe he came on for the last or oh, close to 18 minutes, I think. Last mm. 18 minutes, he came on. And that was his international career done. So he can't play up until now. Hasn't been able to play any sort of international rugby for the All Blacks or um, for the All Blacks or any other team. But now he can. He's eligible for mm. to play for Samoa. Other noticeable players, but they're definitely out of the mix now because they'll be pretty old. As Ben Artinger, he only played one uh, test match as well. I was going to say Asaya Toyava is another one, although he had kind of a good step with the All Blacks, but he's available as well. Do you have someone in your mind that you would love to have in the in the Manusa War squad? Yeah, I would love. Uh, my first choice person would be Joshua for Manusa Moor. Yeah, he would be an instant fit in young guy. Currently, the choice ten for Otago. Mm. The Otago Highlanders has been playing for them for the last two years. Uh, they've kind of had him as like the fringe number ten for the All Blacks. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they yeah, Josh Josh has only played one game for the All Blacks, and would be yeah. a nice nice fit for Samoa. Mm. Yeah, it's cool that uh, they've brought in this rule because uh, even though three years is a long time, it means that uh, because of the All Blacks being, you know, arguably the best team in the world where if you're not at the the top of the list, then you get, you, you'll miss out straight away. And a lot of the times, even if a player does maybe drop in form, um, they'll just get yeah. dropped straight away. Like, how long was uh, um, uh, Waisaki Naholo up there, you know? And now you never see him. Who was the other winger from the, uh, the Hurricanes? Um, the bus. What's his? The, I forgot the bus. Oh, Julian Savia. Yeah, Julian Savia. He was up there too with the All Blacks, and uh, yeah, he's uh, not uh, in the mix at all anymore. But this this is this will help uh, players that haven't uh, turned out for their Tier One uh, nations uh, in a long time. So yeah, very happy about this news. Yeah, it's just going to make the World Cup really, really fun. We can get out the best possible rosters of yeah. teams. Tonga is looking incredible. Yeah, we, we talked about Manu Samo, but man, does Tonga's team, their potential team, look absolute 
oh my gosh, like on paper, they look like they'll be unstoppable. If that team comes together for the World Cup, I'm going for Tonga. That would uh, be amazing. Switching allegiances. Yeah. <laughs> um, even like some of the names, just real quickly. Um, Nani Lau Mape, Malakai Fikitoa, Charles Biotel, Israel Falau, um, George Moala, uh, Fifita, Mako Vunipola. Yeah. The the team is stacked. The Tonga team potentially could, I would probably be the first Pacific nation to enter uh, the, uh, what do you call it, the quarterfinal stages. Yeah, there isn't Samoa. Yeah. Oh, Fiji has done it once before, I think. But yeah, very exciting times ahead and uh, the Rugby World Cup in France uh, should be a very interesting one. Yeah, and especially for those players, because most of those players that have been dropped for the All Blacks would have moved overseas anyway. Mm. So Julian Savia, Asaya Tuiava, all those kind of guys, they've all they've all gone yeah. to Europe. So not a very not 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 much of a trip for them. No, it, it should be World very Cup. easy for them to make uh, make it over to France. <laughs> mm. Anyway, it's late coming, but here is Upu of the week. Today's Upu Sam is Sauni. So the Sauni means is a Samoan word for uh, prepare. So you can be like, oh yeah, um, let's prepare to go on our trip. And then in Samoan, you could say, uh, let's Sauni uh, to go on our trip. And uh, the reason we've gone with Sauni as uh, our Upu of the week is because we are going to be talking about preparing for an interview. So last week, we had a chat about uh, putting together your CV. So in this instance, you've sent in your CV. uh, They've gotten back to you. They've said, hey, we've read your CV. It looks awesome. We want you to come in for an interview. And uh, we will be chatting about uh, preparing for an interview. Uh, So getting ready for an interview, signing for an interview. So make sure you join us after this. Is someone in your family suffering from diabetes, heart disease, or respiratory illness? Contact our nurses at Tangata Atumotu Trust and we will arrange for in-home support. Call us on 0800 Bus Speaker, that's 0800 727 or contact us through our website tat.org.nz, that's tat.org.nz. And welcome back. Uh, as mentioned before the break, uh, we are going to be talking about how to prepare for an interview. Now, a lot of people uh, rec- uh, more recently uh, might be looking for jobs, especially around this Christmas period and New Year's period, Joe. There's uh, usually a high turnaround of workers. So come January, February, there's definitely a lot of people out there uh, looking for jobs and also uh, preparing for interviews. So uh, we're going to be chatting about uh, what you need to do to prepare for interviews and uh, first thing we have here is dressing the part this one uh, goes without say you do not want to turn up to your interview uh, in your casual you know clothes that you would go to the mall or you know your clothes that you would go to a sporting event uh, you definitely want to be dressing the part and uh, generally what I like to do is I always go and get a haircut the day before and uh, also I make sure that I've uh, 
you know, ironed my clothes in the night before just to make sure that I've prepared everything so that come the day of the interview, there's nothing really that uh, I need to do uh, besides turning up for the interview. Yep, absolutely. Pretty up, skarks up mm. for the interview because you want a, you want a really good first impression. As soon as you walk in, you want like iron shirt, shine your shoes if you have to. Don't have to wear a tie, but you just have to be really tidy. Um, and yeah, because first impressions is everything. Mm. I, I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but as humans, that's what we just do. Yeah, and that's what they're doing in an interview is literally judging you. <laughs> by um, so if the difference could be between could be oh this guy dressed really well and this person didn't, uh, both CVs are very good. So yeah, it could be something as simple as uh, how you dress or how you look. Uh, so make sure you do your best to uh, go out in your Sunday vest. Yes, um, I've got a lucky red jacket that I wear as well. So I tend to. If you've got lucky, like a lucky piece of clothing, yeah, mm. wear that. <laughs> but a tidy piece of lucky clothing, that's fine. Uh, another tip that we have is to review questions. Now, this is, I've done a lot of interviews, and there are a lot of quest, uh, questions that are the same throughout every, every, kind of inter, uh, every kind of interview. And so it's just good to re research common questions. I know one of them is, What's what is how would some friends describe you? Or give us three words that your friend, colleagues would describe you with. That's a common question. Mm. Another common question is describe a time where you have had you've had to deal with a difficult situation. That like interviewers love to put you in situations. So um, you kind of have to come back at them with a prepared answer, ready to go. Uh, and that's and just the kind of how you would answer that question is you identify the problem, how you solved it, and, and, and how you solved it, basically. So, yeah, there's, a, there's quite a few questions like that that you can research online that are common. And that's definitely always a good tip to have answers ready to go as soon as they're asked of you. Yes. Uh, another one, uh, probably along the same lines, is do your research on the company. Uh, nothing worse than going to apply for a job and then not really understanding what the company is all about. Uh, this can also be beneficial to you uh, when you're chatting in your interview because the more uh, you can say about the company that you're uh, applying for, the more it shows the people that are conducting the interview that are, oh, this person's done their their their, uh, their work, they've done their homework, and uh, they've actually looked up the company and what it's all about, uh, which, you know, again, can put you above uh, the rest of the field. Yep. Um, you'd hate to go to a company sit down and the first thing they ask you is, so what do you think about the, the burgers that we make? And you didn't do any kind of research on what kind of burgers they make and stuff like that. So always be prepared for that. Hmm. The thing is, this is really, really simple, but just, just be respectful to the interviewers. 
So you want to leave a lasting impression. So we already talked about making a good impression. Now you have to leave a lasting impression. So the lasting impression is actually just having a good vibe about yourself, being respectful to everyone. And I would go so far as to like be respectful to everyone. So like when walking in and you see the reception, be like, hello, how's your day? How you going? Um, to people, the person that takes you to the room, just to be completely respectful because you, you never know. Treat everyone as if the whole company's interviewing you. Is what I would mm. say. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's always a good point. Uh, and also, I've heard stories where uh, even I've heard a, uh, there was a story that I've read, and it was a uh, this person had written on uh, Reddit that they turned up to, for an interview. And they went, uh, they're driving and they pulled up in the company car park and someone went and took the car park. Yeah. They were, and then, you know, they, that person ended up you know, having a couple words to the person. And then, you know, if they reluctantly went and found another car park and then they went for the interview and the person that they mouthed off at in the car park was uh, someone on the panel. So, yeah, uh, as Joe said, <laughs> Be respectful to everyone. You should be like you should be doing that in general. But oh man, how unlucky was it to would it have been to to do that and then turn up to the interview? I would have just got up and left. I'm definitely not getting this job. Uh, another good point we have here is uh, make sure you have good non-verbal behavior. So that's uh, eye contact. Always making sure you have eye contact with the uh, interviewer. Nothing worse than uh, looking at the inter or the, having the interviewer uh, ask you a question, looking at you, and then you you start just like looking around the room. Uh, it sort of uh, comes across as you're not interested or you're not paying attention. Uh, I understand it can be hard to stare, not necessarily stare, but look at a stranger in the eyes. Uh, but that is something that you need to uh, most definitely do. Also, uh, your posture when you're sitting, uh, you want to portray that you're also, you're relaxed, but not too relaxed to the point where you're slouching uh, or, you know, with your arms dangling to the side. Always sit upright, uh, have your hands out in front of you. Um, what helps me is that I have sort of my, my fingers interlocked in front of me when I'm chatting, and uh, that helps me to stop fidgeting as well uh, and to uh, also... Look interested. Try to look interested when uh, the interviewer is asking your question or talking and, you know, just general nodding, agreeing, all that sort of stuff. This one's nice and easy, but be on time. Come on. I know us Pacifica people love to, well, are prone to island time, but for interviews, you've got to be bang on time. Ten minutes early, not bang on time. Ten minutes early, you got to be there for the interview. Just sets a good impression. Gives mm. you a bit of time to relax, to chill out, to see what competition walks out the door before you. <laughs> yeah, size them up. Yeah, size them <laughs> up. <laughs> and um, yeah, imagine that someone just walks out and then you walk in, you'd be like, man, that person just swore at me, eh? No. <laughs> just, just go and holding you. I think I punched me. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, just walk in and be like, I know that guy. He's He's a racist, eh? <laughs> Does he work here? Because oh man, <laughs> his Facebook stuff is very. <laughs> um, 
just going off that uh, real quick, if you, if it takes you generally about half an hour to get to, you know, where the interview's being conducted, um, general rule of thumb would be to maybe take uh, an extra half hour. So if it takes half an hour to get there normally, uh, leave an hour early, like a whole hour early, just because especially if you've noticed around Christchurch, there's so much roadworks going on. Uh, there are times where I would leave to uh, to go pick up um, my partner from work and I would come across all this roadwork and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to take forever. But the time <laughs> I left, I was like, sweet, I should yeah. be able to get there in 15 minutes. But no, because I run into roadworks, it's taking, you know, 25 to half an hour. So um, make sure you get there 10 minutes early, but always uh, make sure you have you give yourself enough time for any unforeseen uh, circumstances to arise. Absolutely. Um, one of our final, uh, not our final, but um, one of the final points here is uh, speak with energy. You know, you don't want to turn up to the interview and sort of the interview asks, you know, so for example, like, hi, Joe, uh, what's, uh, what can you, uh, What's something that you can bring to the company? Mm. Uh, something I can bring to the company is my skill with computers. I'm really good with computer work and, and stuff like that. And it's something that I enjoy. And I would love to bring that to your company and help uh, my teammates that I'm put with. Nice. So if you, for the example, you see there, Joe spoke with energy and he um, provided uh, details as well. Uh, if you were to go to the other route uh, where you would not be answering with energy, you could say something. It would be. It would sound like this. It would sound like, oh, um, I'll bring like computer, uh, my computer skills, uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be able to help out the team. You know, just portraying that you're not confident. So make sure you always speak with energy and uh, do not – do not say that you can do something uh, when you cannot. So say you're applying for a job and you need to be clued up when it comes to Microsoft Office uh, and they ask, are you uh, expert at using Excel or whatever programs? And you say yes. And then when it comes to doing the job and it's clearly blatant that you can't, uh, you'll be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Don't lie. Don't hmm. lie. Um, you can stretch the truths in some ways, but when it comes to skill, don't, don't do it. Don't don't lie. Uh, that's, that will land you in some hot water, especially mm. if you're a doctor. Do not lie on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a heart surgeon. <laughs> do not do that. But you're a doctor in philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Our last tip for everyone out there going for job interviews is ask your referees first. If you come out of the job interview and they said they'll call your references, um, make sure you ask the person so they're prepared. Uh, I, I recently spoke to a really good friend of mine and she said that uh, she had to decline someone, that they rang, for an, they rang for reference and she had to decline and say, sorry, I do not know I haven't worked with this person in that capacity to give you a proper answer. So you have to you have to ask your referees first if they're comfortable with that. Yeah, it's it's also just common courtesy. Like it, 
uh, as sad as it sounds that we actually have to say that because people do put down people as referees and don't even let the person know. Because imagine if you're sitting there and then you know the manager or a boss of a company rings you and says, "Hey, um, uh, I've got he- I've got you down here as a referee for such and such. Are you able to tell us about this person?" And you're sitting there thinking, "What?" And you're not prepared for it. Uh, and also, uh, it, it puts you in a better position if you tell, uh, if you let the people know who are going to be your referees. Because mm. then it allows them time to prepare an answer. And then they're also prepared for that phone call as well. Because as I said before, nothing worse than receiving a phone call from a boss or a manager. And you have no clue what they're talking about. And you've got next to no time to prepare any uh, any answer you know you might you might uh you might be fully okay with being a referee for this person but uh you haven't been able to properly portray or um you know get across that uh this person is a good worker because you haven't given them enough time to prepare to sound mm, exactly and that's a good that's a good place to end it um, with with the up of the week, well done, Sam. That was awesome. <laughs> Good way to segue into that. But yes, if you enjoyed our chat um, about interview questions, and if you needed this, well, we wish you all the best of luck. If you're going into Christmas for a new, for a new with a new career in mind and in interviews, we wish everyone um, like the best of luck because it's scary going to going into interviews. Um, it's not fun, especially for our specific people, because we have to speak about ourselves, and we're not like uh, well, most of us are not keen to to how do you say? Uh, Just basically like, talk yeah. talk up ourselves, talk like, ourselves up, eh? Like we, yeah. you know, a lot of us, you know, uh, live you know humble lives, humble, and, humble life. You know, we don't we don't go around telling people that you know. Oh, I used to. I used to play rugby for this, or you know, I used to be I used to be on X Factor, or you know, yeah. We, we don't. It's yeah. It's not in a, a. I understand too. You know, I don't. I don't like talking about myself a lot, but in interviews, you need to sell yourself. You gotta. You gotta. You have to have that confidence to get that yeah. job. You want this job? You have to sell yourself. You have to tell them why you are better than the guy that uh, is going to come after you in the interview, or the one that. Just had this. Just had this. Yes. And it's a good place to end it. We'll join you back after this. To all our Matua out there who want to dance and get fit to Pacifica music, join our Siva Samu dance classes each Thursday at 11 a.m. Call the friendly staff at Tangata Atumotu Trust on 0800 727 434 for further details or to arrange for a pickup. There we have it, interview skills for if you're joining, plus the CV skills, if you uh, um, CV and cover letter skills, if you listened into our show last week. But yes, good luck for your work over the Christmas and new careers. Uh, we wish you all the best. All right. Um, if you missed the show or any of the other shows, you're welcome to download them from the Plains FM website. We'd like to thank Tangata Atamotu Trust, who are doing awesome work in our community, helping to get the vaccination numbers all the way to 90 for Canterbury. So well done to our Pacifica community for achieving that. We'd like to th- wish you all a safe, awesome weekend. Until next week, Fridays for Polyhood or uh, the Dose on Monday. Uh, we'll catch you then. 
Hollyhood. That was Hollyhood, proudly sponsored by Tangata Atumotu Trust. To find out more about us, call 03 377 2016 or find us online at tat.org.nz.